Today, in a follow-up to episode 23, we ask, are you a Google Ads noob who is struggling with how to correctly set up your Google Ads campaigns? Are you spending a fortune on Google Ads with little return on investment? If so, join me on the other side of the intro for today's episode. Is how to market your business as an owner and entrepreneur unclear and difficult to understand? Welcome to the Alias Marketing and Design Podcast. The podcast created to help you as a business owner and entrepreneur. Welcome to Alias Marketing and Designing. Market and grow your business online. Here's your host, me, Ian Connery, owner and founder of Alias Marketing so here we go with part two of our Google search ads deadly beginner mistakes to avoid series let's get straight into the dashboard do's and don'ts first up super common mistake keeping GDN checked so what the hell is GDN Google display network when setting up Google search ads campaigns, there's an option to display your ads on the or on Google's display network in the form of text ads. You may see these type of ads on the bottom of YouTube videos or typically on lower quality websites. We've never really seen much success with using the Google display network straight out of the gate for cold traffic. The Google Display Network ads generally work better for retargeting campaigns. So firstly, when starting out as a noob with a fresh campaign, don't keep the Google Display Network checked. So next up, number two, not defining and refining location. If, for instance, you're running a plumbing business here in Dublin City and you only service Dublin City. Selecting your country, in this case Ireland, would be a waste of your budget. Very straightforward. Just make sure your ads are only seen by people your business can serve. Next, number three, 100% broad-matched keywords. This is, without a doubt, the most common mistake we see. People create a campaign. They turn off their... GDN, their Google Display Network, they select the right location and then they add in their keywords. Not realizing that in fact when they add in words, add in all the keywords without quotation marks, without square brackets, they're adding in keywords as broad matches. And this will most likely, depending on your niche, attract a load of irrelevant clicks which is going to burn up your budget. Now, without getting into the exact nuts and bolts and a big long episode about the types of match types, we'll delve quickly into how the match types work. So Google offers three core match types, broad, phrase, and exact There's also broad match modifier, but we'll not discuss that in uh, 
these uh, three core match types. So first up, broad match. Broad matches will show up when a user types in a query that contains your keyword or close related searches. So a broad match keyword also means that your ads will show regardless of what the prospect intends to do. So if you have an online store selling shoes, if you include shoes as a broad match keyword, you're going to show up for searches such as laces for shoes, how to tie shoes, how to clean shoes, etc. So as you can see in this in this case, if you're selling shoes, you don't want to be showing up for queries, laces for shoes, or how to tie shoes, or how to clean shoes. Next, phrase is denoted by wrapping the keywords in quotation marks. Phrase means that you're going to show up for that specific phrase. So this is a bit more targeted, although it's still fairly loose. For instance, a good example would be Est shoes for a wedding. For you to show up, users have to include your phrase in their search. But remember, you'll also show up when search terms are expanded. So in this case, if Est shoes for a wedding is your phrase match keyword, you'll also show up for Est shoes for a wedding in the summer, etc. Final match type is exact. You make a keyword, an exact match type by wrapping the keyword in squared brackets. The keyword will only show up when a user searches for those exact keywords. So for instance, when we're talking about shoes, your exact keyword, if you have wedding shoes wrapped in squared brackets, this will be an exact keyword and will only show up when the user searches for the keyword wedding shoes. There are exceptions to this where on occasion Google will show your ads to closely related search terms. So when you go through your search terms report, super important to continuously monitor your search terms report to keep an eye out for searches that your ads are showing up for and add in negative keywords into your campaign or into your ad group to ensure your ads do not show up for these specific search terms which aren't related to your product or your service. This brings us on nicely to number four, not using negative keywords. Campaigns for the construction industry are a great example where this is applicable. If I'm running a campaign for a painting company, and painting Dublin is the keyword that I'm targeting. If I don't add jobs, the word jobs, J-O-B-S, as a negative keyword, we potentially could get a load of painters looking for jobs, um, clicking on our ads and wasting our ad spend budget. Number five, mass keyword dumping. What is mass keyword dumping? It's a phrase that I've coined over reviewing many, many, many of these campaigns over the last few years. Mass keyword dumping is basically dumping a load of seemingly related keywords together into a campaign without proper keyword research. 
in part one in episode 23, I stress the importance that the very first thing that you should be doing when you start a search campaign is proper keyword research by just guessing and dumping a load of seemingly related keywords, not doing proper keyword research, not refining your keyword selection. You'll have absolutely no idea of the search volumes for each of the keywords, no idea of the cost per click of the keywords you're adding. You'll also find, as I mentioned in episode 23, that some of the keywords that seemed relevant to your business and what you're selling or what service you're providing aren't really as effective as you would have expected. And no matter how much you try to optimize these keywords, they just won't get you the return on investment that you're aiming for. Also, unless you're super comfortable, which I'm guessing if you're kind of starting out on your Google Ads journey, that you're not going to be super comfortable, not going to be super familiar with analyzing the data inside your Google Ads dashboard. And it just becomes an absolute nightmare to try and decipher what's actually working when you have this massive amount of just disorganized, loosely related keywords jumbled together inside one ad group. Number six, not organizing ad groups into specific teams. So many marketers and Google ads experts, in inverted commas, will have different and varying opinions on how to organize your ad groups. But definitely one point they'll all agree on is relevancy is key. So regardless how granular you get when organizing your keywords into ad groups, the ads inside the ad group must all be of a specific theme and the keywords must all be relevant and related to that theme. Good example of this is the plumbing niche. We have a plumbing client who does general plumbing, he does boiler installations and power flushing, to name but a few. So by grouping Plumbers Dublin, boiler installers and flushing or power flushing Dublin even into one plumbing ad group would not be optimal at all here for two reasons. One, when looking at these three keywords, people are clearly looking for three different services. And number two, the ads and the landing page content will have to be far too general to cover the theme and the info relating to these three services. If you just go ahead and create these super generic, we've been in business for X amount of years and offer the following service type landing pages, which are so common all the time, creating these super generic landing pages that 70 or 80% of websites have, these type of landing pages do not speak to the user's specific need and want for a particular service. Number seven, bad ad copy. We spoke about relevancy in point six. Relevancy is super important in Google Ads. Your ad copy must speak to the user. As Neil Patel says, writing compelling ad copy is a lot like writing a 
blog post headline. If you want to write powerful headlines, you've got to model what works. Likewise, if you want to write enticing ad copy, you've got to understand what's effective. So, study your competitors' ads, use them as inspiration, take them, make them better, test, 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 test your ads from headlines to the descriptions. You've got to test, discard what's working, discard what's not meeting your key performance indicators. So, for instance, if ad A's CPA or the cost that it takes to get you a sale is 50 euro and your profit margin is 20 euro, well, in this case, it's most likely a good idea to kill that ad. Now, we do speak about the concept of well, you don't have to make money on your digital ads in episode 18. So check out episode 18 for the cases that we talk about where you don't have to make money on your digital ads. Number eight, not using ad extensions. Google Ads extensions can be super powerful and super useful. They expand your ad size and allow you to get more space on Google's search engine results pages. They also add more valuable info into your ad copy. They can showcase your business location, your products and services, the features and benefits of your products and services, showcase your reviews, and they can also let people call direct from your ads. You can also showcase links to your pages on your website inside your ad copy. We use this to highlight pages such as FAQs, product catalog pages, testimonials, links to about us, um, links to about us pages even, where users can familiarize themselves with the brand story before filling out a contact form or purchasing on the website. And finally, number nine, without a doubt, the most important deadly beginner mistake to avoid is not knowing your figures when running any sort of digital ads campaign, you must know your basic figures. You must know your profit margin. You must know your BEP, your break even point. If you don't know these basic figures for your business, then it's going to be very, very, very difficult to make the correct decisions inside your Google Ads dashboard when it comes to assessing what's working, what's not what you should keep running, and what you should not. So, there you have it. Google search ads, dashboard do's and don'ts, nine deadly beginner mistakes to avoid. I hope, as always, today's episode has been super helpful to you in growing your business. If it has, don't forget to subscribe, play this episode a few times, Download for later, share with your business, friends and family, and leave me a rating and review. I've been Ian Connery. This has been the Alias Marketing and Design Podcast. Take care, stay safe. We'll talk to you real soon. Cheers. Bye-bye.